things like my wife's birthday, remember her birthday, my daughter's birthday, Don Mattingly's rookie stats. Um, Pat's favorite color. Pat's favorite color. What is it then? Uh, red. It's red. Nope. No. Shit. Ah, I figured that all to the suck. tomahawks were red. No. Green. Anyway. 100%. So. With that all said, welcome back, everybody, to the Middle-Aged Sports Spectacular. I'm your host, Dave Plazic. You can call me Dave Erotic for this episode. Uh, <laughs> I'm joined, as always, by the esteemed Brian Pepe. I've always called you Dave Erotic. <laughs> My good friend, Douglas Stannard. Hi, Dave. And the sometimes sullen Patrick Cullen. Hello. <laughs> we got a big show for you today. Uh, we're not going to waste too much time on my silly introductions. Uh, we do have a special episode where in the later half, we're going to talk about the world famous Tiger King. Pepe has been chomping at the bit all week to talk I, about I this. I have been waiting to talk about this for like a week now. Yeah, I'm so excited. He is so connected to the people in that show that he just cannot... He cannot help himself. So, but before we get into that, we have some fun things to talk about. A few, a few things that I dug up today over the past week, um, and I really thought this was funny. I, I do want to start it off with this because I just thought it was genius. And this, this particular person on Twitter has probably a, a few hundred followers, but this one quote got her like a hundred thousand likes. So, uh, all it takes is one. But she, uh, she quoted, "Quarantine has really showed me you don't need fun to have alcohol." It's so true. And it's so true. I've had alcohol almost every day of this quarantine, and it's really starting to worry me. <laughs> what, do you, what do you mean almost every day? There was a day I didn't have alcohol. Look, Lottie freaking da. I think it was one day. That, that's just because he had extra I... Oreos and he didn't want to get off the couch. <laughs> <laughs> I've literally drank every day. Yeah. It sounds worse when you say it out loud. It really does. Steph did go to the store, and uh, I'm really proud of her. And, and it, it's not in her. I actually pleaded with her to not buy three pints of Ben and Jerry's, and she didn't. Uh, as we prepare our two-week lockdown um, and not going anywhere for two weeks. Single-handedly, the biggest grocery order we've ever come home with. Almost $500. Jesus. Oh. I, I, I did it's that a lot at of Costco. hot dogs and kielbasa. Oh yeah, that's easy to do at Costco though. Yeah, you feed some tigers in your backyard. <laughs> uh, oh wait, sorry, that's for the second segment. It, Never mind. Spoil it. If don't need, spoil it. If need be, I'm ready to do that. My kids are basically tigers, so you are well stocked on toilet paper. That I can imagine. Yes, I am. Among other so things, hit, but... hit, yep. <laughs> hitting a couple things around the sports world, uh, I thought this was intriguing. So they're floating around the idea of the NBA having a horse league. Uh, discussions have been ongoing among the NBA, the NBPA, and ESPN about a competition among several players in isolation, presumably using home gyms, that would include them competing shot for shot in the traditional playground game. Uh, the first thing I thought about is I have not paid attention at all to ESPN. Usually I visit like ESPN.com once a day. I haven't had a reason to. You know, most most sports news is like a one-off on Twitter right now. There's no, there's no nothing. So, I don't. I mean, I'd rather watch a dunk contest. Yeah, 
It would be How exciting as horse to any of you guys. Yeah, it would be it would be interesting to see. Yeah, it depends on the quality of the players that they put in it. If I'm going to watch it or not. I'd well, want to see think... Steph Curry. Yeah. Yeah, you want to see like you know, trick shot artists. Right. But I don't know who those are. But you want those guys in practice who are just making like ridiculous. Ben shots. Simmons will not be playing. Can, no, can I not. just? I'm sorry. So just for the listeners out there we do this on Squadcast, and Squadcast allows we each have our own box with our own video so we can all see each other it also allows ourselves to give give us a name and i just noticed doug's was perennial face toucher and i <laughs> i just had to share it it's pretty good that's phenomenal i can't stop touching my face like <laughs> from the moment you hit record i noticed i touched my face like three times i can't stop doing it do I, you think it's because you're thinking about it no, I'm not thinking just, it's, it's, I didn't probably, realize how much I did it before. Yeah, yeah. Now that I'm thinking about it, I'm like, oh my God, I do it all the time. I get a lot of itches. Yeah. Yeah. You should get that checked out. And I'm just generally a face toucher. My own face. Well, another thing of uh, becoming middle-aged, which some of you younger middle-aged men will find out is just like nose hairs just start growing just out of the nostril. Out of control. <laughs> oh, I have that. Yeah, hundred percent. I got one that like starts so, in the back of my sinus cavity that comes all the way out and like hooks around. I have to oh, trim it like bitch. once every two weeks. Just yank it out. Just, just yank it right just, out. Yeah, my eyes are watering thinking about it. Yeah, you got to do it. It hurts for a couple seconds and then you're on with your life. It's fine. But yeah, that thing's gonna cause major problems for you. Right. We'll give well, us some good advice to our listeners good. this week. If you guys haven't yeah. shut it off yet, we sincerely thank you. <laughs> no there's good stuff coming we promise yeah just keep waiting we talk, for it we talked about the horse thing for about a minute and a half yeah you know what and we nobody gives about a fuck Dave's nostrils for about three so that's a good nobody show. gives a fuck about the nba having a horse so let's no. just move on how deep um, do dave's nostril hairs go i want to know that's a that's a great question um so this goes out to the listeners how long do your nostril hairs grow Somebody share with us their nostril hair stories. Uh, so th- Am I the a- only one? Like, this is the middle-aged no. sports yes. spectacular podcast. I'm 100% right? with you. Like, all of a sudden, I just they just started, like, coming out my nostrils. And, like, eyebrow hairs, hair too. Hair coming out my ears. Dude, like, eyebrow, oh my hair. God, eyebrow my hairs. Ears. They're like antenna. Yeah. 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 Can't grow it on the top of my head, but it's coming out nope. everywhere else. Yeah. Your beard looks nice and lush. I, it feels really good feels really good that's one thing i'm touching a lot i'm touching the beard a lot yeah not so much my head but the beard a lot what's that like three weeks in yeah about that yeah yeah putting essential oils in it (laughs) yeah i have them so i might as well use them now right on why do i have them i don't know um that's a great question but i'm gonna try to move on moving on um so the mlb is discussing potential starting up in may uh, truthfully, this sounds like wishful thinking, uh, but some journalists are claiming the players are all for it, and the reason being is because they're losing so much money by not playing. Uh, I came across a couple different tweets I, I thought I'd share. So uh, Jeff Passan, Passan, whatever the hell his name is, said Major League Baseball and MLBPA are focusing on a plan backed by federal health officials that could have players in training camps by May and games soon thereafter. Um, Brandon McCarthy, you guys all know him, former mm-hmm. pitcher, said there's no such thing as a bad idea in brainstorming, but there sure as shit are bad ideas in whatever the next step after the brainstorming is. 
And then a guy commented on that and said, if the players want to play, let them play. And then Phil Hughes, you guys remember him? Love Phil Hughes. Responded with, they don't. So I don't know if those two guys who no longer play baseball speak for the baseball community, but I would say that they're probably torn between wanting to make that generous income that they do and not wanting to be on the field exposed to a virus that has no vaccine. Right. Pat, what do you think? Let them play. <laughs> no, I, I, I'm, I'm not, uh, for my own personal benefit, I definitely want them to play. Right. I am not a doctor. I am not a coronavirus expert. I, I don't, I think the problem is I don't think there's anyone that is an expert at this point. Um, Right. If if they can safely play, um, I'm a hundred percent in. Right. I want to see sports. I miss it. Um right, is it feasible? How how do I know? I, I hope so. I mean I mean I've I've been reading a lot that they're they're talking about using spring training complex complexes in Arizona and Florida and having no fans, but there there'd be a ton of logistics to be able to do that. Again, I'm I'm for it if it can happen, but I don't want to sit here saying that, like, I don't want to put people's health in danger. And obviously, to an extent, it is. But can you mitigate it to such a point where it deems legitimate to do? I don't know if you can. That was a, like, perfectly acceptable answer. (laughs) Sorry if I'm taken aback by a second. Doug, I didn't mean to cut you off because I really want you to chime in, too. I just yeah, I was gonna piggyback on that. Just please you know, do like, go. How, like, how is how is how is pitching gonna work? You throw the ball to the catcher, he's got to touch the ball that the pitcher just threw, right? So you know, they're both touching the ball. Do all the players get tested before they go? You're gonna have to sanitize the ball after every pitch. I I don't know. Like these are the questions. Kinda... No, yeah. So so do pitchers I... now wear gloves, but the I... gloves don't. Like, help they keep they hold the the bacteria itself the the, the point is yeah. this there will always be risk there will be a, right there's going to be some sort of risk it's how much can you mitigate it so one thing i was reading that makes sense is uh, don't allow catchers to meet on the mound don't allow right for pitching changes you don't need a whole mound visit um i i don't think it's going to go that far because to that point you're literally you're going to use hundreds of balls per game uh but I, I do think they they will take every precaution that they can um, to an extent. And then the question is, is that good enough? Yeah, those dudes are packed pretty well in those dugouts. So where are they going to sit during the game? Packed real tight. Yeah. Real tight. Are they just going to sit up in the stands where there's no fans and just kind of come out of the crowd and enter the game? That'd be kind of cool. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Does steroids mitigate? coronavirus check steroids save baseball again has barry bonds caught it yet i'm pretty sure barry bonds is invincible yeah but maybe steroids could save baseball again you just really want steroids (laughs) a a, a lot different i just want steroids in baseball i really do there's no way there's no way they're coming back in may there's absolutely no chance i thought you were gonna say no way steroids are gonna be in baseball again no, they're probably all right now. There's no way it's coming back in May. They're not coming back in May. I'll be truthfully, I'll be surprised if there's a full season. Like I don't I, see how there can be. I would slightly be surprised if there's a season at all. 
yeah. the way it's sounding, David said. And for the thing. Yankees, it's probably a good thing. It's a great thing. It's phenomenal. Um, it's a, it's a they, but, they come back healthy. Yeah, you can you can test people now, but then you got to wait two weeks to test them again. So you got to quarantine them for two weeks before you can kind of guarantee that they're fine. Then you're going to let them play with each other, you know, practice wise. You're going to have to keep everybody six feet apart for that entire time frame. You're going to have to do that for every team in the league. You're really thinking this through. It's just not going to happen. It's it's a good talking point. You know, you get Pat all ex- hot and bothered about it, but it ain't going to happen. But, but, it's but not it's gonna, not I was just thinking, like what that. about if it's, robots throw home run derby? Now, now you're talking. Right? They do it at batting cages. Just right. set up a, a home run derby. We just have some home run derbies. I mean, I would tune into that. Mm-hmm. All right. No? All right. Anyway. I'm fine with a home I like a home run derby. I don't know. Good Pat, were you going to say something? I, it just you're not going to have everyone six feet apart, right? That's not how it's going to be, and it's not going to be testing for the coronavirus every day. It would be checking if someone has a fever, checking for, and, and again, that's why it's mitigating. It's never going to fully complete it because you're right. If you're testing everyone every single day, and if you're having everyone six feet apart, it's not going to work. So it's it's that fine balance of what are you willing to accept, and that's where if the curve goes down, there's potential that maybe this does work. I don't know if you can play games in May. I think maybe you could start spring training at the end of May. If I had a bet, I would say it's not going to happen. If I had a bet, I was going to say you're going to start the season and it's going to start in July. And you're going to play like a 80 to 100 game season. That's kind of what I'm thinking. Um, All of them in Florida. Yeah, Florida, Arizona. I've actually read more Arizona, which probably makes more sense. Um because the less rain, um, right where Florida might be a little, uh, I, they have a lot more uh, issues with rain, uh, and obviously those spring train complexes aren't in dome stadiums. So, uh, and I even read that they're talking about potentially using uh, Chase Field in Arizona and having potential up to three games per uh, day, which is absolutely insane. But I mean, more to come. We'll, we'll see. Uh, right, it could. Yeah. Right, this could get increasingly worse, and then this is all for nothing. Or hopefully, it'll get better. Uh, it's probably gonna get worse. It's definitely gonna get worse before it gets it's, better. Yeah, I, no, I'm it, just. I feel bad if I can't. I feel bad for the owners, uh, just losing money. <laughs> I really do. It just. It just sucks. Like, you know, I mean, maybe you can only get a three hundred million dollar yacht instead of a four hundred million dollar. I mean, really. These are just things to consider for these. So, so again, I still want to bring up the point, and again, probably for another episode, like, what does this do for the minor leagues? Because as much as we want to laugh about the Major League Baseball owners, you're 100% right. But, right, the small business person, shut up, Pepe, small business person that owns a minor league franchise in a small city, like, could potentially now lose that team. And and are they, they're not going to play. Like minor leagues won't be able to play this year. You're no. the only one that worries about that. I, I, and it impresses me. You're like, what are the minor league umpires going to do with their no, other it's, job? It's, it's viable. It's viable. It, I, he, I, he doesn't make a bad play. They don't make squat. They don't make squat down there. And their percentage of chance to get into the majors uh, is low and, and goes down with one missed year. So but it, it's it, really it, the owners. It's really the owners I feel mm-hmm. bad for. Mm-hmm. You know? 
Sure. If Robert Kraft loses a season, does he have to downgrade the massage parlor he goes to? No, because no, he's a billionaire. No, he can, he's a billionaire. He can get guys. that extra six hundred a week in unemployment insurance that they pay. <laughs> so they're okay. He's okay. Well, he donated those masks to get the tax break to offset. No, don't shit on a guy who actually did something really good because that was really good. Yeah, and I don't want to. You're hundred percent correct on that. Thank yeah, you, that Mr. was a, That was a actually cool a thing. very good move, and I really liked the New York Times uh, put out a post thanking him, and the way they did it was really clever too. I don't know if you guys saw that. No, I didn't see it. Uh, I, I it did. Some, yeah, it was Pat. Do you have? Do you know the quote off your top of your head? It was something about, um, say, it, it, you know, the one time that we were uh, the, happy to say thank you, Pat. Something like that. I'll find yeah, it. it Something like that. It was really good. So that was a nice that was a nice moment. Well done, Mr. Kraft. Uh-huh. Uh, full truckload is pretty awesome. Any other billionaires out there that want to follow suit would be great. Bill Gates is doing some amazing things right now, de- de- donating billions of dollars to research um, for seven factories, I think, to research the coronavirus uh, cure, we'll call it. But yeah, there's a lot of wealthy people out there doing amazing things right now. And they're not getting the press that they should. Right. Some are, some are, but yeah, there's a lot of people that are, that are donating and helping out. So it's nice to see, um, moving on. Yeah. Uh, so uh, hold on. It just, it just said something we thought we'd never say. Thank you, Pat's. And then it says on the cover rival new England delivers 300,000 masks to New York city. Well done. New York times. Good call, mm-hmm. like that. Uh, J- right. Just just to point out, Dave had him as the uh, part of the number two uh, most hated uh, sports people. Just want to throw that out there <laughs> with Tom Brady, <laughs> Bill Belichick. But now he's a Buccaneer. Right. Now he's a Buccaneer. I won't even. You know what? I'm not even gonna bite on that. I'm just gonna <laughs> move on. <laughs> I'm trying to. I'm trying to get. I'm trying to grow up a little bit. <laughs> so I see what you're doing there. Um, all right, guys. So let's let's switch gears a little bit. Fun fact for you: eating ice cream for breakfast can increase mental alertness, according to Uber Facts on Twitter. And you know, I always trust Uber Facts. They have incredible. So th- this is one where I I don't care if it's right or not. I'm I'm just gonna go with it. I think we put it to the test between now and the next episode, and we all eat ice cream every morning for breakfast. <laughs> oh. I'm in. I, yeah. I don't Guys? have any ice cream. In that. Well, <laughs> that that's I, a problem. Yeah. Can we use our business account to buy ice cream? I we can have afford a ice cream. Credit card, David. right? I we can, could write it I, off. I can buy it. But ice we cream. could write it off. That's the American way. Brian? I'm not going to the grocery <laughs> store, though. You want to come and bring me some? I'm sure we I'm could get. With. There's like Instacart. We could get ice cream delivered. That's true. All right. It's going to take like seven days, though. Here's an even better fun fact. Did you know that some Canadian police departments give out positive tickets to thank people for doing something good? I love That's that nice. idea. It's brilliant. Yeah. Which one of us would get the most? Or which one of us would get any? Ooh. What nice thing have you done lately, Pat? Long pause. I don't know. Long pause. Yeah, well, you defended the minor leaguers. Yeah, that was very nice. Yeah, one you get credit. a thank you ticket. 
positive. See, I, I'll, I'll say this. I, I can answer. The the person that would get the most by far is Pepe. And yeah. 80% of the tickets would be fake as shit. And it would just be something, <laughs> right? Because you guys put it perfectly. I don't necessarily, when I tip the bartender, I don't need them to have me see them tip them, right? I mean, I'm not saying I've never done it before, but at the same time, like, Because <laughs> you don't tip them. Yeah, you said you don't tip them. You don't no, tip. I do. I always tip. I just don't tip when I pick up takeout until so every. Wait a second. Sorry. Yes. Sorry to derail yes. this. You will tip a guy <laughs> for pulling down the draft handle, but you won't tip a guy that goes and makes a pizza for you. Um, I would tip that guy. I'm not going to tip the guy at the counter that just rung up my order. But what that if they makes just rotating no shifts? What if he was making the pizza? The right, day you have no idea. Not true. <laughs> so oh, you tip God. someone just because they have a bottle opener? <laughs> uh, how, how, how do you not tip a bartender? Are you going to be that one guy? No, we I tip always everybody. tip the bartender. I tip everybody. We tip everybody. Yeah. Let me know. ask you a question. Do you tip the bartender more when they make you a mixed drink versus just opening a bottle of beer? Yes. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Is it Don't, two bucks absolutely. to one buck? Like I donate a dollar, donate. I tip a dollar for a bottle, and I tip typically two bucks for a mixed drink. Yeah, that's standard. I think that's yeah, standard. It makes sense. I like to be standard. Yeah. What about you, Pat? Are you like fifty cents and shiny seventy-five nickel. cents? A good. Yeah. Is it like no. a shiny I, I, nickel although and a dime? I, I don't know you, if I you, really. You flick it at him. Here you go, kid. Braves bucks. Yes. Yes, that's Brave, exactly it. Braves bucks. Here's a tomahawk <laughs> chop for you. I, I like how I've been yelled at multiple times by Megan for tipping too much, and then I come on here and <laughs> I've been told that I, I don't. Did you just call tip. your wife really cheap? Wow. No, wow. she just thinks Sorry, at times Megan. I'm too generous. It's a good thing that Megan will never listen to a, a bunch of middle-aged <laughs> yeah, guys no. talking on thank, a podcast thank God about for sports. That. I don't have any money, but here's a Terry Pendleton rookie card. <laughs> I, I wouldn't give that up. You have 12 of them. Don't act like you can't just give up a Terry Pendleton. What, what world are you living caught, in? What if 11 get what caught What year was fire? Terry Pendleton's rookie? I have no yeah. idea. I have zero idea. Wow. Before 91? Yeah, I was thinking it was like 1990 score. Like you had 12 1990 score Terry Pendleton rookie no. cards. All right, moving on. All, all that and a dollar will get you a cup <laughs> of coffee. Far. We've gone yeah. too far. Yeah. I did it. All right. You done struck Actually, a nerve, Dave. I, 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 I will say my very first Atlanta Braves card was Kent Merker. And I only say that because it, we got it in a uh, Boston Chuck E. Cheese's. Wow. Fun fact. Wow. All right. Mo mo we now have moving a whole on. episode on if that. If you call one of your eight Braves podcasts, they'd be really excited about that story. <laughs> yeah. Yes, they would. You're damn right they would. All right. That was on. a fact. I don't know how fun it was. <laughs> fact of the Terry ball. Pendleton's rookie year was 1984. Whoa. No. We were yes. way off. Really? Wow. Yep. Age 23, he broke in with the St. Louis Cardinals. How yep. do you feel oh. about that, Pat? Oh. Yeah, I knew that. Yeah, they they were. That's why you don't have so then. many rookie cards of them. That's why. <laughs> yes. What year did he start with the Braves, Doug? Nineteen ninety-one. Ninety. So you got the Age ninety-one 30. score. The ninety score. That was oh, that was a good card. 
Those were hideous cards. You remember the score oh, yes. baseball cards? They were some Ooh. of the worst. Yeah. They were not very creative. Not they good. Were just bad. Not good. Um, I think they're still printing them up too. <laughs> There's so many. There's plenty There's so of unopened many. boxes because nobody even bothers. Nobody cares. No. Score only produced in the years that there was like no worthwhile rookie either. Yes. They call it the junk wax era. Junk wax. Where they just they never shut off the printing presses. <laughs> Kept it rolling. So yeah. that Pat could collect five thousand Terry Pendleton <laughs> <laughs> score rookie cards. Weave a blanket to keep him warm during the quarantine. <laughs> <laughs> Tara Pendleton will keep us warm, honey. Don't you worry. <laughs> I've right. never said well, those words. <laughs> that is a great segue. It's Ooh. not a segue at all, but it's... Oh, you can get right. a mint condition 1991 score complete set on eBay. How much? How much do you think it is? It's free plus set, shipping. Mint. Uh, we'll take out the shipping. No, free shipping. So, is this a complete factory set? Um, it, looks, it looks to be complete unopened set yeah seven dollars okay seven dollars doug 13 or or pat or pat doug i'll, I'll say eight dollars actual retail price twelve dollars 75 cents wow, wow. bitch so Ooh, pat yeah. you lose because it's prices right doug rules. won because prices wins. right rules always That's, apply yeah yeah always prices right rules all right well anyway now i'm gonna move on <laughs> so uh, I feel like new... that's overpriced by eleven dollars and fifty cents. <laughs> <laughs> that's why I say free plus shipping. Like somebody's just paying the shipping because they can't bring themselves yeah. to throw it away. Right. Um. So a new fan of the show, at least I I'm gonna call him a fan, whether he is or not, or he's just doing us a, a service because he's related. But uh, Ron from North Carolina. Uh, throughout there he's a nascar fan so he he likes he grew up a baseball fan he, he's a football fan but he really likes nascar he enjoys it quite a bit and he wanted to point out to me uh the new phenomenon e nascar uh where the sports drivers compete from home in a in a car simulator uh and they're pricey denny hamlin it was a it was a race mm -hmm. car driver he's his simulator driver. cost forty thousand dollars Oh, so anyway, um, the announcers call it like a real race and Fox Sports broadcasts it on TV. 903,000 people watched it the first week and 1.3 million watched it the second week. And I my thought brother, this was I, theoretical. This new, actually happens? This is real. And wow. sponsors are paying for the events. Yeah. So That's my brother insane. pointed out it's it's bananas so my brother pointed out that uh um he's a huge nascar fan and he's like it's honestly great like he's really into it he i mean it doesn't have much to compete with right now so um but he said one of the race car drivers had a meltdown and his sponsor was pissed off because their sponsors are spending money on this. Like a big part of NASCAR is the sponsors, right? Their cars are covered in all those ads and the ads that get shown in between. So that's how they get paid. I don't that's know how the drivers it, get paid. It ain't some, some middle-aged dude sitting in a room playing uh, NBA 2K. I'll tell you that. Um, 
real quick. Not that so, there's anything wrong with that. No, guys. not at all. So, not everybody has the same simulator. I'm guessing you get whatever you can get. I think they all have would, pretty nice simulators. They, they all have so. money. Yeah, they're NASCAR right. they're professional race car drivers, right? They do. So, they do pit stops. I think the simulators are training aids anyway. Like I think they all right. already had them, and that's that they're cool. using them to race with. That's pretty neat. Yeah, yeah that's interesting. I, I mean, would watch Doug, that. How's Daily Fantasy going for uh, <laughs> simulated NBA 2K games? Oh, I have no idea. No, haven't had I have any no time. Idea. My my life has been more chaotic than the Britney Spears Kevin Federline reality show for me. <laughs> I watched that. So, yeah, I'm sure you did. I did. <laughs> I don't, A great I don't know show that was. Yeah. Yeah. So this is all news to me. Um. It sounds pretty cool, though, and it kind of goes back to what I was thinking about with, like, the horse and trying to jumpstart baseball is, like, give me anything, right? Just give me anything at this point. I'll I'll consume it. We'd watch We can sit here and talk shit like, oh, yeah, no, horse is stupid. Like, you'll watch. I'll watch. We would watch. watch. Yep. Agreed. Yep. No, you're totally right, man. We would watch. That's fair. Yeah. And so. now that I know about this NASCAR thing, I would tune into that too. Absolutely. You could have a bunting contest, and Pat would be the first to tune in. Yep, they have that in I, Japan. I, he, they I do. I, I know. Yeah, <laughs> Pat's got them all on VHS. <laughs> he listens to the Jap- Japanese bunting podcast. It's a good listen, though. It's a good <laughs> listen. Yeah, that's a great listen. <laughs> well. <laughs> This has been a riveting beginning to their show. We really covered some hot topics, and uh, the analysis has been phenomenal. As always, like we promise you guys no less. You're only going to get the best from only us. Only the best. Only the best. On anything that we discuss. But with that said, we're going to give uh, your heads and our heads a break. And when we come back, we got Tiger King. It's a Tiger King bonanza. So see you in a few. Enjoy the music. And we're back. Uh, that was an extremely long break. You guys won't know because the song is the same length for you every single time. But uh, we took quite a bit. It's actually two months later uh, because we couldn't figure out what we wanted to talk about. Uh, it's not really. But anyway, so we're going to we're gonna get into the Tiger King, the show that has taken the world by storm. Uh, good, bad, or indifferently. It's one of the goddamn weirdest things I've ever seen. Uh, most people will agree. There are there are a handful out there who insist on not seeing it, whether it be because everybody else wants them to see it, and it's one of those like, nope, I'm going to dig my foot in the ground and say, I'm not watching it because I'm going to be that guy. Or they just don't have any interest in animal abuse and uh, mullets, which I... <laughs> the mullet part... I mean, the animal abuse part I get, but the mullet part? Some I mean, epic mullets in this thing. Amazing mullets. Some phenomenal mullets. Lack of teeth, some really good stuff. But I don't want to be the guy to lead this off. I actually want to hand this over to my good friend, Brian Pepe, because he has been chopping at the bit to I dig can't into tell this you. with I, both hands. I can't tell you how excited I am to talk about this. I've been waiting and waiting and waiting. And, Pat, how long did it take you to watch the entire show? 
Uh, I don't know. Uh, what does that mean? Like, oh, a when week, you watch I guess? the first episode, mm-hmm. how many how many days till you watch the last <laughs> episode? Yeah, probably about a week, five days, probably. I don't know, something like that. I tell you right now, it's at minimum five days too long. It took me two days to watch this entire thing. And when people ask me, "What's Tiger King about?" I say to them, "It's a tale of love, loss, tigers, country music." Betrayal, polygamy, arson, all of the meth. (laughs) All of the meth. Weird mystical sex cults. The real-life Scarface, who is the most enjoyable person on the entire show. A governor's and presidential race. A man talking about his husband's balls at his own funeral. A man getting his his arm ripped, essentially ripped off by a tiger and going back to work 11 days later. And a woman who 100% definitely got away with killing her husband and feeding him to her tigers. That, my friends, is what this show is about. It's about a guy named Joe Exotic. um, And he is a big cat enthusiast, I think is probably the best way you could put it. Um, And he owns a cat rescue place. Um, And it's about the interconnected society of big cat conservationists. and his main foe is a woman named Carol Baskin. And if you watch the show, her name is actually that bitch Carol Baskin, um, who is probably one of the weirdest people I've ever seen on television. Um, she has this weird, I'm going to say a weird cat fetish. It's really strange. She has like a weird thing with her and her husband and cats. There's cat print everywhere. Um, but it's I don't essentially. Think she has any cat tattoos, though. Which I was surprised. By. I agree. Oh, absolutely. I was really expecting like a, a tiger up her leg or it's, something. It's just in places you can't see. Like a oh. good neck tattoo. Oh, Carol. Oh, oh, Carol. You like Carol. Pat's a big fan of Carol. So she owns Big Cat Rescue. Um, and it's kind of about the battle between Joe Exotic and Carol Baskin. There's also a doctor involved. Dr. Bhagavan Antle. And that dude, if, if he does not own a weird cat sex cult, uh, you know, I'm not a, a father of two. I think just calling him Dr. Bhagavan Antle is not doing him justice because his full name is Dr. Mahamayavi Bhagavan Antle. He's the one of the weird and he's not even like in the top 10 weirdest people in the show. Yeah, right. Yeah, it's no. just insane. So like you really, have to stop and think about how weird that guy is and with he his is little so sex strange. cult where he's paying the girls, what is it, $100 a week or something. Yep. He's very they, charming, And they though. can't leave the compound. They like, can't so leave the compound. <laughs> he changes they, their they, names yeah. to weird mystical names. And, oh, we're introduced to him by him riding on an elephant. Totally. Yeah. Who, if I could enter more rooms on an elephant... I feel like I would get more respect in what you would. I do. Yeah. You showed up to work on a giant elephant and could Anybody tell see it Dave? what to do. Anybody see Dave? Never you get your own parking that. spot. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yep. 100%. I, I need some drums, too. I would like some drums before I actually even show up. <laughs> Just pay I feel like you got to have Like your Prince Ali and Aladdin. I was about yes. to say. <laughs> we watched that last week. That so, you probably... Bacalod Antle. When I originally like started watching this, there was a uh, 
a Netflix documentary that came out I don't know, five, six, seven years ago about tiger ownership and lion ownership, like wild animal ownership. And it, it certainly wasn't as ridiculous as this. It was just a kind of almost just normal people. And this one guy who had picked up two lion cubs and he kept them in his backyard in these like small cages. And he was like, I just could never let them go. They're my babies. And I get that, but they're like lions. And then they got loose and like ran across the highway. And so like people are driving and Oh, there's a fucking lion running across yeah. the, the street. Anyway, how is owning a tiger, a lion, or any other giant wild animal possible, legal, any of that? How is it? Possible? I don't understand it. Doesn't make any sense. Nope. How, how is how is Jeff Lowe oh, that guy. using tigers to get threesomes? What he's happens in Vegas? Bring, bring that okay. makes a little more sense. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, that's all smuggling. Like he got in trouble for that, right? Like that's actually totally illegal. Well, we're not sure. He's gonna throw this tiger cub in my There's suitcase more to with my deodorant and my toothpaste and my thong. So that guy, he has a weird. He a thong. He's yeah. He's he's got a weird relationship with himself and his wife, and they just they show up in Vegas and they. They bring their luggage up to the hotel room, and in the luggage are live tiger cubs. Well, they're swingers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you're the, even just the interactions. She's got to be half his age. Oh, absolutely. And but the guy's totally full of shit, though. Like if you watch the show, so this guy shows up. I think episode four, maybe, maybe five. And yeah. he swindles Joe Exotic to giving him the zoo. Because he goes over, Joe Exotic goes over Jeff Lowe's house. And it's like this mansion. It's beautiful. He's got these nice cars. He's got women everywhere. And Joe Exotic doesn't realize that he's renting the house. Like, the guy has no money. And he just gives him the zoo. The guy's like one of the better con men I've seen in a long time. But he looks like a piece of shit. Yeah. I mean, he wears affliction pants and and he's uh, 50-something years old. He's got to be, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, Just a leather jacket, affliction pants. He's got a bandana with a flat brimmed hat. He's he's something, all right. Uh, But yeah, so he brings he brings the tiger cubs into the room. Then he gets all these women come up. You want to come pet a baby tiger? And who doesn't want to do that? Attractive women. Attractive women. Attractive women. And then he has sex with them. And then he has sex with them. And again, not in the top ten weirdest people on this show. No, but he's, he's a pretty important, pretty important guy. Oh yeah, yeah. I got an important question. Sure. How do you pronounce Joe Exotic's real last name? Because it looks like Schreibvogel. I was gonna say Schreibvogel. Oh, Schreibvogel. But I feel like the the Eeb and the Vo are blended more and it's like a shrogel or something yeah okay. he said Shrigal. it he said it at one point during the documentary but i can't remember what it was that's why you go with joe exotic uh, uh, yeah well it's, joe i mean if to just change your last name to exotic is a, a phenomenal move. move you know you might meet this guy in public and say wow he's a just a dummy not completely no he, he is a smart dude Smart, like crazy, and, and people driven by crazy can do some things that you know. Just just not having fear alone can really oh yeah put you put you in some good positions. I mean, like the guy got rich off just kind of being nuts. Yeah, right. I mean, he 
blatantly show so him and carol baskins have this like battle because carol baskins basically is for not owning cats in a enclosure that she doesn't deem fit though she has cats that are in an enclosure but those are her cats so that's a different story that doesn't count um but it gets so heated that like at one point like Joe Exotic has his own online show and he like literally shot a mannequin of Carol Baskins. Guy's out of his fucking gourd. He might be smart enough to go with Joe Exotic, but that dude's fucking nuts. What? Let's play a quick game in the middle of this because I was just sparked with originally. Let's play what does Pat own in animal print? Ooh, great question. My guess is he has a Freddie Freeman t-shirt in animal print. Because Freddie Freeman feel like he feels like a hunter to me. He feels like a guy who goes out and he hunts. Hmm. Uh, he's a good dude, so probably not anything like endangered or anything like that. But yeah. I feel like Pat somehow made this weird like, oh, Freddie Freeman, animal print. See, I, I was going to probably reach in here. No, I was going to go with the John Rocker hat. Or That's what I was thinking. Yeah, because that that guy would own a liger. That guy. Oh. Is it one of the hats with, like, the fake ponytail attached yes. to it? Yes, it is. Ooh. That's exactly what Pat owns. That hat. It says, I love John Rocker and keeping endangered animals in my home hat. That's tough, right? Pat has to decide between his collection of Brave stuff and his John Rocker stuff. Like, does he get rid of that? I no, I think it's know? just they like just he must have had that moral it. dilemma a long time ago. So he might actually still have his John Rocker stuff. He probably does. Yeah. I just think in their house they agreed to not talk about it. About John Rocker? Yeah. Yeah. And John Rocker stuff that he has. Yep. Yeah. I got rid like of my the, John. It's kind of like in stuff. the Watchmen. It's kind of like in the Watchmen when the the sheriff had the the Spoiler. KKK uh, outfit. If if you haven't watched it by now, I'm sorry. But it, he had the KKK outfit downstairs. It's yeah. the same thing. Like, he's got a full John Rocker montage and a hidden a closet somewhere. Yeah. Got rid of all my John Wetland stuff. Hmm. That's a bad guy. What, he was uh, underage yeah. girls, right? Yeah. Is that his thing? Yeah. yeah. Chris Hansen showed up at his house one day. So, speaking of Carol For Baskin. Real? I was like, did I miss that? <laughs> but speaking of Carol Baskin, um, I, th- I got to say, one of the best country songs I ever heard might be Here Kitty Kitty, right? Oh, my God. Right? Yeah, some great lyrics in that. It's a great song. Am I wrong? Yeah, I, Joe Exotic's voice is not that bad. It's not that bad. It's, it's, it's not that bad. Guys, I hate to break it to you. Don't ruin it for me. That is not his voice. I so I disagree. saw no I saw I saw um there's these guys who wrote these songs and he took them and they thought that I don't know what they thought he was going to do with them but they didn't think that he was going to lip sync music videos to them. Doug and uh, I'm serious Doug. this what Did, was are you going to tell me Mr. Perfect couldn't throw a football and then catch that same football? Are you going to tell me that he did not score a perfect 18 in golf? Don't ruin this for me. I'm not going to tell you that because Mr. Perfect is absolutely perfect. And Joe Exotic is whatever the, the best singers is. I've heard 
in a long time. No. Did he write the songs? No. Did did no. he write that? I did agree. he write the chorus? Oh, here, kitty, kitty, mama's got some treats for you. Oh, here, kitty, kitty, you can't find this taste Actually, in the zoo. Actually, you know what? He might have. Oh, I guess... here, kitty, kitty, well, oh, yeah. mama Carol sure loves you. Oh, here, kitty, kitty, mama made this for you. Yeah, yeah. now you're backtracking. No, these guys, these guys like, created the song for him. It's not him singing, and then oh. he just took it and made music videos with him lip-syncing to it. That's not his for voice. Milly yeah. I, I hate to break that. it to you, but I truthfully and the guys that. were just like at this point we just want credit for it. <laughs> I don't think any less of him. I don't think I saw any less tiger. of him. What a great! Song I don't think I, I could think less of him. No, you can't. No, it's pretty much at the bottom. The guy is uniquely genius in this weird sort of way. I mean, he managed to get two straight men to marry him at the same to ju- go yes. into a politi- polygamist relationship. Yeah, how? Meth is a hell oh, wait, of a I mean, job. I know how. Yeah. It's the meth. That's where they get you. They get I like you how they the waited to tell you about that. Yep. Just surprise. Like, for episodes, I'm like, how the fuck? How? How is it? I know, like, people do some weird shit. I've seen talk shows, mm. but that explains it. Yeah. Meth, man. Meth. Yeah. And Joe was a meth head, too, right? Or so they hinted. He definitely at. dabbled. He at least so he got that weird little, that weird little bunny twitch. Yep. He's got going on. Not, you couldn't see it immediately on him like his first husband, but he definitely had something. He had something yeah. at him. You're we like, well. His teeth were okay in comparison. Like his first husband, not only did the teeth fall out, but the middle one mutated. Yeah. Right, like it grew like twice yeah. the size and shifted over, like almost directly underneath his nose. Yeah. So he's he's really pissed off at the whole documentary because he had his mouth fixed and they chose to use all the footage prior to him getting his mouth fixed. Oh, wow! Yeah, of course they did. Yeah, of course they so did. So he he claims that he's had his entire mouth fixed. I, don't I know, did I hear see it, him, it but, is fixed. Yeah, yeah. Speaking of getting it fixed, so he at some uh, what episode was it six where he got the cover up tattoo? Oh yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Typically, you know, <laughs> so was it like tell oh, them what the tattoo is? So the tattoo, uh, I believe, says "Property of Joe Exotic." Right above, right the above area. his genital region. Yeah. yeah. And so he got it covered up, but when he got it covered up, it like didn't cover the whole tattoo. Like no, generally, a cover up <laughs> covers the whole tattoo, and the tattoo he got was decent. But it's like you can yeah. see the out the words on both sides yeah. of it. It was a really strange. And I I would I would love it. I would love an additional interview with the tattooer afterwards. Yeah. Yes. Like, so, so what were you thinking when you were <laughs> when you were tattooing over property of Joe Exotic? What were you thinking? You know, he laid the not stencil... judgmental sort of way. He lays the stencil down, right? Puts it on there, and. There's a little bit of lettering poking out on the sides, and he says to the guy, "Hey, I can let me make it a little bit bigger. That way, we'll cover it up." And he went, "Nah, nah, that's fine. It's totally fine. Just some lettering out the sides of the bowl." Now, I want to know. So that tattoo probably took about two and a half to three hours, mm-hmm. maybe three and a half hours, depending on how slow the guy worked. What did they talk about that whole time? Because that guy had to be dying to know. Who's- Who's Joe Exotic? That's your first and question. And why is he 
why is this tattooed right here, man? Right. And why are you covering it up? Tell my, me all these things. My guess is is that uh, Joe's husband there probably didn't go out and seek a world-class tattoo artist. He probably sought out some dude who was, like, right by the compound. It looked pretty good, though. I don't know. Like, it wasn't It did, yeah. Bad. No, he did a great job. But, yeah, it was a nice tattoo. With the actual tattoo, but, I mean... He's got a tattoo guy. My point is, is that this guy must know who Joe Exotic is. True. The the tattoo artist. That's a good point. So in that area, everybody's got to know who he is. Yeah. I don't think this guy was traven too far. He ran for mayor. Right. Right. Mayor. Governor. 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 And president. He ran for as a libertarian, and he got fucking what? How much percent of the vote? Like thirty-five percent. For governor, he came in third. I think it was pretty close to that. Came in third. How is that possible? They interviewed people and they're like, well, you know, we could do worse. He See, tells it like it is. Yeah. <laughs> could you do worse? And we're sitting there watching it going, well, I mean, where are we right now in this country? So, eh. yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, it does. Uh, give Joe Exotic credit. He's a master persuader. Kind of is. Oh, know? God, yeah. 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 Manipulation. That guy is a sure. master at it. Yep. uh, He'll he'll tell you what you want to hear, for sure. sure. Speaking of manipulation, was Mahamayavi (laughs) Bhagavan (laughs) Antle fucking his animals? Was he? Uh, Do you think so? Is that wrong? I would not doubt that at some point that guy did something to an animal. I like we'll just leave whole, it at that. Yeah. He's such a weird guy. He's got he's a doctorate's about... degree. He dropped out of high school. No. Went to China. No. He got a doctorate's degree in Chinese medicine. No. Did you guys ever see The Glimmer Man with, with Steven Seagal and Marlon Wayans? I don't think so. Sounds it's like actually, a winner. It's a it really entertaining great. flick. Like Marlon Wayans is like brings a little humor to it. It's a classic Steven Seagal flick. So in it, you know, so Steven Seagal is Buddhist and uh, he's big in Chinese medicine. So he brings Wayans to, uh, you know, herbal shop or whatever there, whatever it is. And uh, he's got some allergies. So he gives him something and then puts it on his, puts it under his tongue. He's like, oh, wow, this is really bitter. What is this? And he says, oh, it's just powdered deer penis. And so whatever I think of Chinese medicine, I unfairly think of that scene. Mm. And I just think that's all they're doing is powdering deer penis. And I just want to know what that process is like. I want to know if it works. Does it work? Does Does it it clear up allergies? Apparently it did in the movie because he bought a case of it. Well, something to be said for Uh, that. There's something to be said for that. I don't even know. I just, I don't even know. There's so much... Weird stuff that these people were doing that we don't even know about. Like killing their husband? Right. So, and that, that, like, so Jeff Lowe famously says in one interview that they've only told 10% of the story. Yeah. Like, tell me more. How is that possible? What is left out? Yeah. Were there more? They're doing a bonus episode, allegedly. I know. Yes. Yeah. So maybe we'll get some answers then, but I mean, holy hell. So they interviewed all these guys like right after it came out, right? And they all watched it and they were 
mortified by it. All of them. It's all terrible. And then, um, two weeks later, they're the most famous people in the world. They're like, no, that's that's fine. We actually got another episode coming out. <laughs> we will take your money. Thank you. Unbelievable. I understand how some of them feel pretty bad. Like, Carol Baskin does not look great in the end of the day. This doesn't look great. Nope. Never. I... I can't flat out say she did it, but oh man, I would not be surprised. I'll say it. that woman killed her husband <laughs> and fed that dude to her tigers. That's what happened. You cannot. I will say this as a, a former meat cutter. She did not grind them up in a hammer grinder. No way. There's no way that that handled that. Agreed. Uh, a little bone just shuts it right down, but oh, she figured it out. How about she just fed them to the tigers that she owned? She owned tigers. She didn't feed them for a day, then threw her husband right in there, and they ripped him to shreds. That dude was about to leave her, and she decided, rather than not getting any money, she was going to get all the money. I'm no lawyer, but when you edit a legal document to say death or disappearance... When nobody else in the world puts or disappearance, no, little suspect. It's not in my will. Yeah, oh. Sam's not feeding me the tigers. It's not happening. <laughs> I'll tell you right now. No, she's got something way worse planned for you. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I'm not saying way she won't kill me. Way more humiliating. Like she wants you to be on a stage. Yeah, yeah. She'll definitely kill me, but she will not feed me the tigers. Can we talk about? This is a hard one to get out. The balls in your face comments that unbelievable. I think I think hands down in all seven episodes there was nothing that made me sit up more and went holy shit than what that. Were you doing, Joe? At his second husband's funeral. So Joe Exotic's second husband tragically dies. I'm gonna say tragically, um, and he was a young guy. You know, he clearly had a drug problem, but he, he ends up dying. At the funeral in front of Joe's mother, his fam or not Joe's mother, the victim's mother and family, Joe gets up there. And I want to say he was dressed like a priest. I could be wrong on that. I think he was dressed like a priest with a cowboy hat. He starts not only singing some of his top hits, but also talks about his dead husband's balls being in, in his face. And at no point did anybody go, Joe, don't talk about that. They're all like, yeah, yeah, balls in your face. That was that was him. <laughs> that was him. Classic Maldonado. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> if you're the mother and she didn't go, what? Excuse me. <laughs> My son. So here, here it is exactly. And I quote... And it didn't matter how stupid he had to get, or if I was sitting there concentrating as hard as I could on the computer to write a letter to a senator or a congressman or something else, he'd come and rub them balls in my face. <laughs> he just... Unbelievable. <laughs> the most unbelievable part is that he was writing senators. <laughs> Let's be honest with each other. Guy writing senators for shit. Yeah. yeah. Holy oh, come shit. on. Not again with the balls. I'm trying to write the senators. I'm trying to. Oh, my God. God. Oh, my and Lord. What's a... 
it's amazing that people are even creating memes that are even funnier than what was said in the episode because like i don't know how if you are if you've seen the show you got to go on buzzfeed and look up the tiger the tiger king memes because i've literally never laughed that loud um <laughs> they're amazing just based off of oh yes. they're so funny you have to watch it it's it, you have to read through them they're pretty oh, they're amazing. so funny i could crack up watching looking at them now so we will tell you this um i'm just going to take a quick second to tell you that unfortunately patrick got disconnected um, after the show, there's going to be a quick note about a fundraiser we're going to have to raise enough money to buy him a computer that's adequate enough to record a podcast. It's just sad. Um, so Pat will not be returning for the rest of this episode. I don't think he really had anything to say anyway. But while he's gone, does Pat own a two-revolver gun holster? Ooh. Should he? Okay. Will he? If no. Pat lived in Atlanta, oh, would he walk absolutely. around with a two-gun holster? Like Rick Grimes? Doug, you lived in Atlanta. Dead. Yeah. Ed. Yeah, he would. Yes, yeah, he would. Question. I'm going to say he doesn't. I'm going to say now that he's heard this, he's already Googling it. Mm-hmm. Well, he hasn't heard it. But once he listens to this, he will find it and have it for the next episode. Mm-hmm. Can you – if you have an LTC – you can carry an exposed firearm into a Braves game or no? In Atlanta? I don't think so. I no. would think not. I Is would that only in not. Texas? Well, like in Texas, you could just carry a couple shotguns on your shoulders, right? My cold, dead hands. But anyway, uh, so yeah, I'm pretty sure Pat owns a, a revolver, uh, two revolver gun hol- with, with two gun holsters, and they both have Atlanta Braves insignia on them. Yeah. Uh, oh, they're probably. they're definitely customized for that. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Can we can we talk about the guy getting his arm ripped off? Gets his arm oh, ripped geez. off in the middle of the day. There's guests there. Joe Exotic throws on an EMT jacket. Like the <laughs> what what do you t- <laughs> like he went, "Hang on." Wait right here. I know the arm's over there. I'll, I'll be right back. I've got the perfect thing for this. He comes back, EMT jacket. All right, guys. I got this. Does anybody need Take her to the help? hospital. Yeah. Does anybody need help? It's like yeah. Elaine Bennett stopping off to get the juji fruits before going to see the guy in the hospital. <laughs> <laughs> Did you stop to get juji The calendar was right there. <laughs> my jacket was right there, bitch. Oh, my God. <laughs> Goes into the lobby of the uh, the gift shop and goes, um, I just got to let everybody know. This guy got his arm ripped off over there. You're going to have to leave. We can give you credit. <laughs> Do you want? Do you want house credit? That's oh, fine. right. Yeah. And then he's like. Can we come back? Or Yeah. Next week we'll be fine. And to his credit, the guy goes to the hospital. They tell him, we can fix your arm. And it's going to be years of physical therapy or we can lop it off and he goes i'll lop it off and goes back to work 11 days later yes 11 days after the attack goes back to work yeah what like five days after the amputation is back there feeding the when i was a manager you got a hangnail they were calling out jacoby ellsbury stubbed his toe he didn't play for a year and a half it's not (laughs) oklahoma though man that's a good point yeah. yeah. Well, apparently they're tougher down there. Um, 
we're jumping all around here because there's just so many thoughts entering my mind right now. But can we talk about him embezzling money to pay for condoms <laughs> with his face Please on start them? that conversation. Two, to bolster his campaign as governor. Genius. Yeah. It Absolutely it's not genius. not the worst idea. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Because you're going to talk about that. He's a visionary. Yeah, you're going to talk about that. You give me a bumper sticker. I'm going to throw that fucking thing in the trash condom, though. You know what I remember? I do remember during the election when I do remember that announcement. Like, I don't remember where I heard it or whatever, but I remember that actual, like, whatever that host, that talk show host name is. John Oliver. And he had had Joe Exotic. I remember that distinctly. Yeah. Yeah. Who knew? And you know what? I watched that going, "Ah, you know, I'd vote for the guy. He's interesting. So here's an interesting side note. There is actually a real sanctuary that exists in Keensburg, Colorado. It's it's over 10,000 acres. It has 520 animals. um, And it's really cool. Steph and I have been there. Well, we we vacationed out in Colorado. We went there. it's a nominal fee to get in. I think we it was like thirty bucks. We gave him fifty, like kind of a donation thing. Um, and so it's pretty cool. It's so it has all these acres and it has two miles of walkway and you're way up in the air. Um, so if you're at eye level with an animal in a zoo or whatever, they find that intimidating. If you see them stalking back and forth, it's because they're like they they're intimidated by you and they're and they're they're showing you that they're not fucking around. So when you're way above them, it's stress. It's less. It's stress free. They don't acknowledge you. Anything. It was really cool. There are 39 tigers and three black bears from Joe Exotic Zoo living in that sanctuary. Living right there. Now. 39 when, of what? 200 and something. Oh yeah, he had over 200. Yeah. He's yeah. Like, we went. Bananas. We went to one of those sanctuaries in Florida, not nearly as big as the one you went to. Um, but her uncle actually works at one of them. And it was very similar. Like you could tell they're hiring, you know, people getting out of prison because they're cheaper. Um, l- the guy loved working there. It was the greatest thing. Like he stopped doing drugs. He stopped drinking, like just totally straightened his life out working at one of those places. So we got to go there. It was the same thing. You pay like a nominal fee or whatever to get in. I hate to say it, it's freaking amazing though to go there and see the animals like that closely. Like it, it was unbelievable. I ain't getting near them. You never got near them? No. no, I've never done anything. We got like close that. to a baboon. There's a baboon there and he had like a play school kitchenette in his enclosure. And it's me and my daughter who was seven, eight months at the time. Just like, look, look at the monkey, honey. He took that thing, started barking at us and hucked it right at us. Ugh. And just started like pounding on his chest, and I was like, "All right, honey, we gotta go. <laughs> we gotta leave. It's gonna sp- sprout wings and call the wicked witch at us." Yeah, that's that's scary shit. It is freaking terrifying. Yeah. It's like I don't know who put this enclosure together, but I don't trust it. Is yeah, James it. Garrison one of the biggest pieces of shit that you've ever come across? Is that the guy on the jet ski? Yeah. Yeah, who owned guy's... the who owned the strip clubs? Yeah, and the stupid fucking toy shop with no name on the front. Yeah, it was like blacked out windows. And you the know weird what? Though? Monkey. I'm gonna say it. You get in cahoots with that guy, 
it's on you. That's on you. You that guy was gonna roll over on you like that. Yeah. Well, I love the fact that he rolls over on Joe and then Jeff Lowe calls him and then Jeff's like, what's going on? And he's like, well, I did this. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> you want he in? Does, and he doesn't see a you problem. You want in? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, sure. Okay. It's amazing. There's so many late. There has never been a bigger onion of a show I agree. than this one. The yeah. layers to it is incredible. Like we just got done watching McMillions, which was a phenomenal Another show. Another guy loved it. Yeah, so good, so really good. good, so good. The only difference is there wasn't one endearing person in the Tiger King outside of the poor employees that are kind of like suckered into yeah. taking care of the animals that you don't. They don't really get much spotlight. So right. it's you know McMillions. It was the FBI agent. He was awesome. He was the best. Yeah, yeah. You uh, had a lot of people that the worked. lawyer was pretty cool too. Yeah, he was good yeah. too. The uh, the people that worked at the zoo, yeah, the guy with the the no legs, he was, you know, a nice enough guy. You feel like he worked hard oh, at the yeah. zoo. He loved the animals. Yeah, the there guy. There was the poor guy who was like hammered in the end. Wh- which one was that? Yeah, the long haired guy. He, oh, the guy that was pouring gasoline from one tank to another with a lit cigarette in his mouth. Yeah, and no he one said kids don't try said, this at Wait home. Wait a second. Yeah, nobody thought about it because everything else around it was so freaking crazy that the guy <laughs> with the lit cigarette pouring gasoline was not even a thought. Like, that was fine. It's totally fine. Here's a question. Ta- no, go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. We didn't even talk about the murder for hire. No, so we didn't even there's that guy. The guy that worked at the, uh, at the zoo that uh, Jeff brings in, that Joe decides he's going to, in theory, this is the story. We're not sure if it's true. That Joe decides to hire to kill Carol Baskins. That's not the interesting. Bucks. What? For thirty five hundred bucks. Thirty five hundred bucks. The going rate. We've all done that. So the thing that baffled me about that was not the murder for hire, not the fact that he went to a strip club because he he might have chickened out. He said, "I don't know. I might have chickened out." It's that they interviewed the guy in his tub, wearing shorts. He's laying in his bathtub wearing jorts, no shirt, and talking like it was just like a Sunday afternoon. That bathtub was kind of nice. Was that really was his nice bathtub, tub. right? It's a nice tub. That doesn't look like that would be his tub. No, but... that was a that was a motel. Yeah. 100% motel. Yeah. On location. <laughs> but he's just yeah. talking in jorts in water. He's in the water with the George. Smoking on. a cigarette with a swastika tattoo on his arm, fully exposed. I didn't even notice there was a swastika tattoo. I didn't either. Oh, really? this is, you almost have to go back and rewatch this because the there's so many the Easter onion. eggs and the the onion is just crazy in Unbelievable. this one. Unbelievable. How about the restaurant that they opened up in the <laughs> zoo that was, they were feeding old Walmart meat. <laughs> Me? Do you they want the getting... Oscar Mayer bologna pizza or do you want the Hebrew <laughs> so national were... hot dog okay. pizza? So they're feeding the animals expired meat from Walmart. I'm almost okay with that. It's a cheaper way to feed They did the let the employees pick out what they wanted they before. They did. Yep. And then at some point they went, well, we've got all this meat. Why are we wasting it on the employees? We should open up a pizza parlor. <laughs> they were full <laughs> expired meat. Like, uh, and the employees were just like, "This is this is this solid is pizza right here. Yeah. It's totally good. This is the best. Poor people. 
So here. Oh my god. Here, here's a question. Um. <laughs> so Netflix has been kind of churning out some good, good documentaries over the past six months. Mm-hmm. Um, they had the one about the guy who lost his kid uh, <sighs> down in down in Louisiana, and kind of it, that was during the. What what was the, the pharmacist was the drug? one? Prescri- the prescription drug with the pharmacist oxycotton era. The pharmacist that was totally period. fascinating. Some crazy people in that. Then they kicked it up a notch with the McMillions. Yep. And now they got Tiger King. Where do they go from here? I don't even know. I don't even know. Cause Tiger King's so crazy that if you if you wrote it, we talked about it the other day. If you wrote it, you'd say that's bullshit. I I don't oh, care. Yeah. I don't want to watch that. So there's got is there anything that nuts? Is there anything with that many characters? God, I hope so. I hope so. I hope they're working on it right now, whatever yeah. it is. So yeah, I I mean that we could go on and on about the Tiger King and all the crazy things that happened in the show is just if you haven't watched it and you've listened to this, which is amazing to me, um well, spoiler alert. It's still alert, worth watching. It's still worth watching. It it's really is. It. Uh, he ran for president. The guy ran for president. <clears throat> I want to know how many Halloween Tiger King costumes there are going to be this year, if there is a Halloween. Carol Baskins. So I think Steph and I were. She was already like immediately, like halfway through episode two. She's like, "We're being Carol Baskins and her husband." Yeah. I'm like, "I don't want to be your husband." <laughs> <laughs> no, that guy's. Oh, terrible. we didn't talk about that. She gets married again. And in their wedding photo, he's in like a loincloth, like a an animal print loincloth, and then has a collar around his neck, and she has him on a leash. You know what that dude said? This woman's worth millions, and I'm going to bide my time taking care of tigers for the rest of my days. I'll wear whatever you want. What are, what are the odds he yeah. kill, she kills another husband? Nah, I think that guy's a pretty good dude. Yeah, he like, knows Her his first place. husband was a piece of shit. Don't forget that. Oh, agreed. Yeah. He's Agreed. an awful person, cheated on her, did all kinds of things. So she said, you know what? Feed you to my tigers. You're always nice to her. You're always going to be nice to her. Yeah. Can you blame her? No. Well. Yeah. Lorena Bobbitt cut the wiener off her husband. Threw that in the gutter. He was not a good guy, though. No. Well, again, not good guys. Yeah. There's got to be some, to your some accountability there. Yeah. It's true. Was he dead before the tiger ate him? Oh, that's a great question. I want you all to think about that tonight I'm when you're say, laying in your beds. I'm going to say no. I'm going to say he was. I'm going to say she shot him, killed him, fed him to the tiger to get rid of the evidence. Huh. Are we liable for this? Like, could we be brought to court for saying this shit? Yeah, no. there's a podcast that has 12 total listeners, and they were defla- defaming me, or uh, flaming me on air, whatever I'm going to say they were not going to. I don't know. I, I think we. <laughs> I, Pat Cullen, don't think that we are. I wish Brian was here. I wish Pepe was here. Um, I don't think we're liable, but she definitely fed her husband to those tigers. This is Pat sure. Cullen for the Middle Age Sports Victor. Pat, what is going on here? You you look so handsome and articulate all of a sudden. What's going on? I yeah. appreciate that. I've been working really hard. I'm strangely on, uh... enjoying hearing your voice. Yeah. Well, guys, it, I'm really doing it for the show. I appreciate that. I, I did sound like a whiny little bitch before. 
and now I sound like a mature father of whatever. I like this new you. I I do. I think Megan will too. She definitely will. She's already seeing a great improvement in in me all around, really. I think she should be our first guest on this show. I would love to interview Megan about her day-to-day with Pat. A great woman, great Seriously. woman, brave. She's got to be like a young mother Teresa. Yeah. Seriously, raising those kids. Yeah. But enough about Pat. Spend too much time on Pat. This was uh, fun. He he can't be here for the second half. It's too bad for someone. I'm sure. Uh, that's enough about Tiger King. I don't know. Go watch it if you haven't, and if you've watched it, probably should watch it again. Uh, you have nothing else to do with your time. We're all quarantined here. Uh, so with that, as always, follow us on Twitter at MA Sports Pod. Uh, we tweet occasionally. We're really just looking for some people to engage with us, yeah. to ask us questions, whatever you want. We don't care. We'll cover it. Or you can email us at middleagedsports at gmail.com. That's middleagedsports sports at gmail.com. Pepe checks it 10 times a day. I'm He's waiting just hoping for the first email. something will show up I can't there. wait. One day. Love of God. Just do it. That's all we got. I'm your host, Dave Plazic. Appreciate you being here today. Joined by Brian Pepe. That's me. Douglas Stannard. Mm-hmm. And in the first half was Pat Pat Cullen. He's no longer here. Yuck. That's all we got. He We're didn't die. He's just not on this podcast well, anymore. You never know. Yeah. You never know. I can edit it. It's fine. I can just cut out the time. That is definitely not his fucking voice. I disagree. Young Tim McGraw. And with that, we'll see y'all later. (laughs) Bye.